Good morning everybody and welcome to today's Kings at Home Daily. I'm Goff, one of the leaders here at Kings. Great to be with you this morning. We're going through the Psalms. I have got a feast for you this morning. Um, we better get in there quick because uh, it's, it's there's lots there. It's wonderful and uh, don't want you to miss miss anything. So we're in Psalm 34 and uh, while you're turning there, I'm just going to pray that the Lord will really open this up to us and make it shine bless our hearts lord thank you your word is alive it's living it can take hold of us it can warm our hearts it can change us so holy spirit please come and help us as we look at these wonderful words in jesus name amen okay psalm 34 um when i was growing up in london before the days of google maps and things like that we had the a to Z map, little book, which uh, A to Z, every street, you could find it there. Um, maybe Norwich had one, maybe still has, I don't know, but the A to Z. Uh, this, this Psalm 34 is what we call an acrostic um, psalm. So it, it, in other words, each verse takes a letter of the Hebrew alphabet and, uh, and then goes on to the next. Uh, of course, Psalm 119 is the big daddy of acrostic psalms. That's why it's so long, the whole Hebrew alphabet, and uh, it's just expressing wonderful truths. And there's, there's a little point there for us to begin with. The Psalms are poetry. <clears throat> They're poetry. They're not just cold facts. A equals B plus C. They're not just cold facts. It's poetry. Now, the idea of poetry is that it, it, it's to affect more than just your, your mind, it's to, it's to draw your emotions in. That's why poets craft their words so that our hearts will be moved. And the Psalms are like that. They, and that's why we want to ponder and meditate, because we want our hearts to be moved, not just our heads. That's the way it is with Christianity. Truth really, really, really matters. But it needs to be truth that's touched and touched our hearts so that it changes us. Must move on. So it's an acrostic um, and uh, it's poetry. What The other thing you'll find in the Psalms, that the, the Psalms, mainly written, many written by David, they use parallelism. So they say something in, in, in the first line, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continue to be in my mouth. There's a bit of parallelism in there. This is verse one of what we've got here. So that again, it's it's not just saying something, praise the Lord. It's it's putting it slightly differently so that it will capture your attention, your heart, and bring some change in you. Okay, so little explanation. Let's move on. I I, I don't know how to how to do this because there's so much wonderful stuff here. I think I'll start reading and uh, let's just see how we go. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in, mouth, in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. By the way, apologies. I've had to swap over from the NIV this morning to the ESV. There's just some richer word language here. For instance, verse 1 it says that I will bless the Lord. Now, that kind of sounds straight blessing. Thinking of blessings in the Old Testament, blessing was when 
you know, when, when Jacob, Jacob giving his blessing to his son, it meant inheriting, it meant giving something to, to, to another. It's a bit, isn't it a bit presumptuous that we can bless God? So some translators have changed the word because it's a bit embarrassing, you know. I mean, they've got better reasons than that, but I will bless the Lord. And here's a strange thing. When you worship the Lord... You're a blessing. You bless him. Just like a child, you know, a uh, uh, granddaughter, Thea, she's just, I think her first word was dada, which was infuriating for Natalie. Why isn't it mama? <laughs> but it, hey, when they first speak your name, oh, it's, it blesses you. When you sing, when you, when you speak out to the Lord, it blesses him. I know that's astonishing. It's overwhelming. Let it percolate your heart to ponder that. That's what Psalms are for. That might be your only verse for the day. Bless the Lord. Lord, I am. I'm going to commune with you. Oh, magnify. <laughs> How far am I going to get? Magnify the Lord. Let's exalt his name together. Corporate praise and worship. So important. We're finding that hard at the moment, aren't we? Keep singing those songs, those hymns. Now, this psalm is predominantly about prayer. And it talks about prayer in lots of different ways. Firstly, in verse 4, I sought the Lord. That, there's a, that means prayer. And, and how often have you sort of felt, I got it. I, 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 the Lord just doesn't seem, I don't know where, he, where God is, I just don't feel his presence. That's why we seek the Lord. Lord, I need to find you. Lord, I, I want to know you. Where are you? I need you in my life. I, that's, that's prayer. So prayer is seeking, it's searching. What happens? He answered me. Hooray! So when we seek him, he answers me and delivers us. I'll say more about deliverance in a moment. Verse 5, those who look to him. That, that's speaking of prayer again. Lord, I'm looking to you. I'm looking in your direction. I need you. Lord, I, I, I'm looking to you. I, I'm just focusing on you. I'm thinking about you and you, who you are. You're my father. I, I'm, I'm looking to you. I'm reminding myself who you are because I need you. That's prayer. Looking to the Lord. Oh, those who look to him are radiant. Their faces will never be ashamed. He's thinking there of, of Moses, isn't he? Coming down from the mountain when he'd been in the presence of the Lord. He's glowing. One day you're going to see the Lord face to face. And you really will glow. You will glow face to face. If I jump on a tiny bit here. Um, oh, come on. Let's, yeah, okay, the angel of the first seven, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him beautiful he's thinking there of the people of israel in 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 the wilderness do you remember the, the tabernacle the, the the god's tent was amongst their tents over there and when they woke up in the morning they could look out from their tent and they could see god's presence was with them the the, the, the cloud the pillar of fire at night the cloud over the the, the tent of meeting the tabernacle that god's presence he encamps around those who fear him. He's with you. And he's not just a few feet away as he was with the, with the Israelites. They couldn't go close because they weren't worthy. He's, he's in us, with us, because we've been made worthy because of what Jesus has done for us. So he, that's why we can be radiant in the presence of the Lord. 
beautiful, beautiful words. Okay, so we're back to prayer. Prayer is, 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 is seeking. I sought the Lord. It's looking. I looked to him. This poor man cried. It's crying. God, help. That's prayer. Lord, where are you? That is prayer. I think we've got it a bit further down. Um, verse 15. The eyes of the Lord are towards the righteous. His ears towards their cry. Verse 17. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears them and delivers them out of all their troubles. This is prayer and it's beautiful. I can't miss verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. There's that word taste. In other words, it doesn't say just get to know about the Lord, facts, information. You need to taste. You need to meditate. Take it in. Let it feed you, nourish you one verse at a time. Like I was talking about verse one, I will bless the Lord. Yes, that's what happens when I talk to him. I, I, he, he, I bless him. He, he enjoys my voice. We're, that means that we're tasting to see that the Lord is good. This is, oh, can I have another hour, please? If this doesn't encourage you to pray, I don't know what would. His ear is towards their cry. I've got to go to verse 18. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. And he saves the crushed in spirit. Beautiful words. He's, he's near to the broken hearted. If you know what it is to be broken hearted through grief, through loss. If you know what, what, that, what being broken hearted is, I want you to know the Lord is near. Now there's something very special about this verse. When it says the Lord is near, the word there, it, it means close. And it, see, it, it actually has, it can be used in the sense of a, a close relative. He's a close relative. He's He's that close. And if you remember, in Leviticus 25, there's this concept of a kinsman redeemer. In other words, in Israel, in, in Israel if, if you were in danger of losing, maybe losing your inheritance, maybe your husband has died and you, 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 might, you might have lost your land and your inheritance, someone could could step in, a kinsman redeemer could step in and take on the debt as though it were their own so that this dear person wouldn't lose their inheritance. That idea is here, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted, he's their kinsman redeemer. He, he takes the debt as though it were his own so that you don't lose your inheritance. He saves the crushed in spirit. The last verse, the Lord redeems. There you are. There's the kinsman redeemer. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. And I'll just say this in closing. You, you may read this and think, this is wonderful, but bad things do happen to Christians. Christians do suffer bereavement and loss. Bad, God, what's this all about? But I want to tell you that we've got a kinsman redeemer who is going to make all things new. One day, all things made new. New heaven, new earth. Those dear ones that we've lost, raised, 
will know them, will be with them. Even David in the Old Testament, they knew about the life beyond the grave. They didn't don't understand much about it. You can read in Isaiah um, verse 20, chapter 26, your dead shall live, their bodies are going to rise. You who dwell in the dust, awake and sing for joy. Your dew is like the dew of light. The earth will give birth to the dead. We've got a kinsman redeemer. And so we have that same confidence that he, he hears, he is near, he comes alongside in our brokenheartedness, and he has acted. He's our redeemer, and he has redeemed our lives. Let's look at that verse as we finish. Uh, I've lost my place. Psalm 34, that's where we were, and it ends up there. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. He, he purchases it. He, he purchases it. He gives it great worth, and he transforms it. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. I have overrun massively, but it's a beautiful psalm. May it bless you and inspire you to pray in all those ways we've talked about this morning, knowing that the Lord is near and he hears and he comes and he acts because he loves you. God bless you and have a good day.